This is number 109. Paul Alexander is on fire. Here is a typical post of his. Subscribe to him if you can tolerate an onslaught. He followed the Canadian and American truckers throughout their journeys and has been after the COVID and vaccine fraudsters from the start. He does not cover up his feelings. And there's a place where you can subscribe to his Substack. And it's entitled, COVID Policies and Actions by Governments, Technocrats, COVID Task Forces, Science Tables, Medical Establishment, that's medical doctors, state licensing bodies, colleges of physicians and surgeons. The medical journals, editors, vaccine developers, Pfizer and Moderna and their CEOs, Bourla and Bansell, that must be investigated and examined in proper public inquiries in all nations, USA First, by Dr. Paul Alexander, May 15th. We need urgent and ongoing inquiries and investigations in proper legal settings so that all lockdowns and school closure policies and the COVID vaccines and EUAs can be examined so that this disastrous, unscientific COVID pandemic response can never occur again and the harms and deaths due to the policies are not forgotten. We need full accountability, including financial penalties and up to imprisonment if wrongdoing in COVID responding by government officials, public health officials, medical establishment slash research establishment and or vaccine developers is properly and legally shown. We need each and every person responsible for COVID policies that harmed and killed people to answer for what they did and how they arrived at that policy. Who made the policy? Who made the decisions? And we want to examine each and every person in the decision chain. The evidence that they use to inform their harmful policies must be examined. The type of issues that must be examined urgently are, and these were largely led and perpetrated by USA's COVID task force members, technocrats and bureaucrats. Number one, the misleading unscientific declaration that all persons exposed to COVID virus were at equal risk of severe outcomes and mortality and hence the need for carte blanche across the board lockdowns. We knew in a matter of weeks that COVID was amenable to risk stratification and that the baseline risk was prognostic on the severity of the outcome. We knew that a focused age risk stratified approach was needed and not an across the board restrictive policy that did more to harm and kill thousands, including children, needlessly. Number two, the intentional lie about quote breakthrough cases and how they were defined. These are actually vaccine failures. Number three, which health officials, government officials, policymakers, etc., had direct ties to the vaccine development companies Pfizer and Moderna with direct interests in the vaccine? Number four, the lie about recurrent infection, open parentheses, reinfection, at the start of the pandemic, February slash March 2020. Note this is not taking into account the immune pressure placed on the infectiousness of the virus spike by the suboptimal non-sterilizing vaccinal antibodies. Number five, the lie that asymptomatic, well, healthy persons transmit infection or disease. Number six, the lie that natural immunity was inferior to vaccinal immunity. Number seven, the lie that the vaccine reduced the risk of hospitalization, ICU, ventilation, and death. Number eight, the lie that the COVID vaccines were safe and effective despite not being properly tested. Number nine, the lie that existing safe, effective, cheap, and approved antivirals were ineffective and unsafe in treating COVID. 
Number 10, the devastating lie that remdesivir, which is a failed Ebola drug, was safe and effective in its continued use in hospitals when we knew it was causing kidney and liver toxicity and failure. Number 11, the lie that ventilators and ventilator innovation were safe and effective and would reduce the risk of death when we witnessed that ventilator use caused many to die. Number 12, the lie that antiviral drugs for chemoprophylaxis were unsafe and ineffective. Number 13, the lie that mass testing of asymptomatic persons was correct and effective. Number 14, the lie that there was no available early treatment drugs and one would have to wait for the vaccine. Number 15, the lie that sequenced and combined multi-drugs, antivirals, corticosteroid, and anti-clotting antiplatelets were unsafe and ineffective in treating COVID. Number 16, the lie that early treatment did not cut the risk of hospitalizations and death by near 90%. Number 17, the lie that mass quarantine slash isolation for asymptomatic persons was effective. Number 18, the lie that RT-PCR tests could differentiate between old and existing infection and could differentiate between RSV, common cold, influenza, and COVID virus. Number 19, the fraud that the needle should not be aspirated to limit or prevent access to the blood vessels. Number 20, the fraud that lie and lie that the cycle count threshold amplifications used in the PCR test above count 35 was still picking up infections, viable, culturable virus, and not virus junk and fragments, etc. Number 21, the lie that myocarditis after the COVID vaccine was rare and the symptoms were mild. Number 22, the lie that the vaccine content, LNP, mRNA, spike, stayed in the injection site only and might only migrated to the local lymph draining nodes as part of the immune response. Number 23, the lie and fraud that lockdowns, school closures, church closures, business closures, and mass mandates would stop transmission and death. Number 24, the lie that blue surgical face masks and white cloth masks, man-made face coverings, were effective in cutting transmission and death. Number 25, the lie that non-sterilizing COVID vaccines with the non-neutralizing antibodies do not drive the emergence of infectious variants, which is called immune escape. Number 26, the lie that VAERS deaths were not due to the COVID vaccine. Number 27, the lie that face masks were not harmful, especially for children. Number 28, the lie that COVID virus only spread via droplet infection and not via an aerosolized route. Number 29, the fraud and lie that the COVID vaccine was the only way to stop the pandemic spread and deaths. Number 30, the lie of the six-foot social distancing rule that was not grounded in science. Number 31, the lie that big box stores like Costco, Sam's, Walmart, etc. could remain open with no increased risks while small businesses posed a huge risk for transmission and deaths. Number 32, the lie that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Number 33, the, quote, give us two weeks to bend the curve, unquote, lie when they have had over two years and billions in, 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 in hospital payments of taxpayer money to prepare 
yet announcing that Omicron had strained hospitals, an examination of where the money has gone and who have benefited from bogus contracts, etc. Number 34, the lies around EUA issuance and the underlying vaccine data. Number 35, the lies around the travel and vaccine mandates and emergency powers. Number 36, the fraud around liability protection for vaccine developers and all associated with the vaccines. Number 37, the failure to recognize the COVID recovered and the natural immunity status of individuals. Number 38, the recognition by the FDA in the legacy trials of the risks of the experimental vaccine to pregnant women, women of childbearing age, COVID recovered persons, persons 65 and older, and children, yet then allowing the administration of those experimental vaccines to these same excluded groups. Results from the study can only be extrapolated to groups who are part of the study, and this must be investigated. Number 39, the reports that the FDA, Pfizer, and Moderna are rushing to approve the vaccines in June 2022 in children with the intent that once a vaccine is approved for children, then the vaccine developers cannot be sued and adults could also access the very same children vaccine. This is a workaround for adults given the FDA vaccination based on the effectiveness and harms that have emerged. Number 40, the lie that repeated boosting is safe. This was not studied by the vaccine maker nor mandated for study by the FDA. And along with the failure to study ADE, this is a catastrophic failure by the FDA as the oversight regulator. Number 41, the failure of the FDA to mandate that the vaccine developers study the harms and safety signals over the proper duration of follow-up. This has to be investigated. For more about Paul, I have another link, which is an updated Brownstone article about the failed vax and anti-COVID measures that he wrote.